thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to support our podcast and get early access to new episodes and boners content, you can find us at patreon.com slash the T podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the T Chicago. Shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the T. Hello. Oh, and welcome to the T. It's hard to synchronize that intro over video chat. Yeah, I can only see half of your face in the chat. Half of my face? Yeah. Why? Well, I have to put my phone on its side. Oh. Yours up a little. Okay. I only see your mouth. It's a great mouth. Only Um, my mouth. (laughs) Thank you. Well, because I have to charge my. There's just a series of looping cords around my apartment. It's like a crazy spider nest. Like, it's. uh, Do spiders have nests? It's a spider web. It's a fucking insane. Uh, I just have cords everywhere in my bed. Everything's. I don't know what's even plugged in. I'm. I know. Do you remember Captain EO with like, there's that one like demon queen with all of the tubes coming into her? No? Nobody saw that one Michael Jackson video that they only played at Disneyland. Just me. Oh, cool. Cool. No, I haven't seen it, but I've listened to a podcast about it because it was like a <laughs> huge thing. It was a big, I, you know, it was I, really super yeah. cool when I was, you know, however old I was. Yeah. Um, my name is T-Rex. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? What's I'm going great. on? Man, I am, uh, what is this week? Two and a half. Three, two, two and a half of quarantine. Week two. It depends on how long you've been in quarantine. I think this. When did you go underground? This is our third matinee. So I want to say this is our third week because tonight we're about to record the new matinee and it'll be our Mm -hmm. third one. Right. I'm good. I have uh, picked up some good habits. I uh, like I talked about last week. I'm OCD now, and every time I'm in <laughs> my apartment, I spray it with bleach and clean constantly. And yeah. um, also, I'm flossing now. I floss non. I started like, flossing like crazy. Okay. Not that I wasn't flossing before. I was totally flossing yeah. before. Nobody now at like, me crazy about flossing and now oh and i got those feet masks that make all your skin come off your feet <laughs> oh. and i do non-stop face masks and i do what else am i doing oh i've been cleaning my nails non-stop because usually drag yep. queen nails are kind of gross because they're covered mm-hmm. in like the the goopy like residue and stuff i've been yeah. buffing the nails out like everything that i can do to stay busy around my apartment i mean yeah. i'm living in a modern palace <laughs> yeah, it's completely my body clean. Is in Wonderland. Yeah. What about God you? Bless. you busy. I I am fostering Foxy Kim's cat, um oh Thomas gosh. Edison. Yeah, I'm very very excited about this. Um and I never knew how bored I was before until this cat came here and started meowing at my door all the time. Um he's cute. I like him. Is he with you? Yeah, I mean, well, he's like very, very far away. I don't know if you can see. There's like a little tiny tail over in the corner. Oh, he's, he's asleep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, shall we jump in? Yes, let's. <laughs> yes, let's. Um, <laughs> once again, having very few human interactions. So enjoying these small hours of time. I reconnect. am convinced that we're all just going to be complete aliens when we're done with this. And we walk out on the street and look at it for the first time, like eyes wide. 
Yeah. Did I ever tell you about my friend who like worked on a cruise ship and like right before she was going on, she was a singer and she had like a huge uh, vocal issue. And they, they said, you can stay on the cruise ship doing your like singing, but you have to take some breaks. But when you go back, all you can do is sing at night. And for the entire time you're on the cruise ship, you're not allowed to talk to people. So he did not, he didn't talk to people for a year. Like he would just be in spaces and just be like thumbs up. Like he would write stuff out, but he could not talk if he wanted to. Like contractually. Wow. And uh, so he came back to the club and I was like, Hey, how are you? It's been like a year and a half. And we had like the worst interaction. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Why are you being such an asshole? He forgot how to be a human. He messaged me and was like, you're the first, one of the first people I've talked to in a year. And I'm really sorry. I botched that. I don't know what I was saying. Just words started coming out. I forgot how to talk to people, which I can totally relate to in the three weeks that i've had like minimum interaction yeah. like forgot that's, that's to gonna fall. be all of us absolutely once we right. get out of here <laughs> all right we should jump in sorry yes, um, let's. Uh, she is a pioneer of uh digital drag uh which a pioneer means she started doing it three and a half weeks ago and um <laughs> she's the winner of uh uh the boulet brothers dragula bitch putting his hair for the second time hi Hi, it's the second helping. How yay! <laughs> and grab more and put it on the plate. Okay. Um, what is keeping you busy uh, during the apocalypse? This show that I'm producing oh, each and every week yeah. on Twitch. Uh, it feels like I'm a theater. Ma- I was a theater major, and it feels like Tech Week, and it feels like it's been three Tech Weeks back to back to back. Yeah. It's just like yeah, it recycles, accurate. it restarts, and is I'm casting different people. Other than like, I guess Landon and Vander are just the, the recurring people, but I'm casting different people every time. So it's like, sure. you know, I have to explain all this new information and try to like streamline it. And it's like, it's, <laughs> it's hard, but it's also like the most fun I've had in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And also it's been a really beautiful distraction from the chaos. Cause like I, I, the other night I like went to, I was like, okay, let me check the news. I went to CNN and I was like, fuck, like, it's just like, no. oh my God, it's, it's, no one knows what the fuck is going on. There's no one in charge that's telling us what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And like every other scientist and their mother thinks it's something else. And you're like, well, is it bats? Is it like China? Like you don't fucking know, you know, and, and we're not going to know. And that's how science is. Cause like we have to study shit for a period of time to know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it's scary. This is a scary ass thing, but you know, we're all inside and you know, I, I'm doing the show because I wanted to give people hugs. And this is the closest thing I think I can do is like hug people to the screen. Fuck. Yeah. It was How so did, amazing. I mean, being a part of it was so, so amazing last week. And every single, so every, thank you. Every You're single welcome. week. It's like, <laughs> it's, um, I don't know. It feels like uh, you're watching your friends do the thing that they have wanted to do for the, their whole life. Like the intensity of what's going on and how people are just like, so not desperate, but like driven to just perform. And there's all of that energy goes straight into the show. It's so right. cool or to create something they can't do in like a club space like you know a lot totally. of song choices i've been doing is like i've wanted to do this song forever i'm like this would not be the tea if like it was like yeah. lay brothers regular season two winner bitch pudding and i go out and do maggie rogers it just kind of makes no sense right you know what i mean it's just uh-huh. like okay we're it diva is, <laughs> it is funny that like these shows started and like everyone came out of the woodwork immediately and was like oh i've been planning something like this in my head forever of what i wanted mm-hmm. to do and it's 
it's like, well, then why didn't no one just do this before? I mean, when it wasn't a necessity, we didn't think about it. But now everyone's like, oh, I want to essentially make my own ma- music video yeah. like, and do right. it weekly. Like people have been wanting to do this shit and I'm loving seeing it. So. I think it's kind of interesting because I feel like a lot of these things that people are producing, especially with the pre-recorded content or even some of the live content that we feature on my show is that like, you know, they, they audition for these shows or they think about, oh, this will be what I audition with if I want to be on RuPaul's Drag Race or Dragula or if Walk Camp on Kiki. Mm-hmm. And I think they have these like ideas in their head, but they never had the time or resources to do them because they, you know, they work a nine to five and then they do yeah. a drag show and they have time to maybe film it on an iPhone. But now they can like actually sit down, like, let me figure out how to light this. I'm going to watch a YouTube tutorial and try to learn, you know, this editing software that I've never used before. And yeah. I think it's like teaching drag queens a lot of and drag performers in general, a lot of resources that you know, they might have not learned. They're now learning now, which is really exciting. Because it's like yeah. once we get after this, I'm excited to see, like, are we all going to be Sasha Valores? <laughs> I mean, like, are we all going to have, like, 80 yeah. different projections or whatever? And also people using their living rooms and bathrooms and closets right. in crazy creative ways. I'm like, yeah, yes, like, like the stuff that happens on Drag Matinee is fucking fierce and oops, like, in New York. Like, mm-hmm. like y'all are getting so creative on how you're using this space, even, like, on Instagram. And, like, everyone's getting so fucking creative. And, like, that's yeah. the cool thing about drag is, like, we might be in the apocalypse, but we're putting glitter on that shit regardless. It's such a crazy, <laughs> resilient thing. I mean, I, yeah. I've been watching, like, theater webinars because that's one of my other jobs. And they're all kind of being like, how do we do this now? And meanwhile, drag queens are on Instagram, like, rolling around their living room. It's <laughs> it's it's just drag is about ingenuity and it's yeah. really showing i feel like yeah when definitely you, when you book them for the shows or or like how does that process go because like when i book people for matinee i'm now saying hey don't just show up and recycle some shit like people are going way out of their way for stuff so think of something new but also you know stick with your your tried and true stuff like what you're really good at but also think of how we can uh use your new space how we can maybe do some camera work because like you know if you just show up and do your (laughs) number in front of a camera it doesn't it, it, it doesn't you, sell as well. No, you, know? you got to like think yeah. above and beyond because, you know, just right. just like you would any other space, you know, you would walk into a right. bar that it's has just... a, a huge uh, stage and you're not just going to stand in one place. You're going to move around. So how are you using your new space? Like, what are you mm-hmm. telling them? Uh, are you saying like, hey, guys, pull out all the stunts and tricks? Or are you just kind of letting them do their thing? Or some of them are applying and you're just kind of yeah. like, how does that work? So I've reached out to a couple in the first couple shows, but now I'm like, if you haven't applied, I don't care if you've been on Dragula, like you need to apply. <laughs> it's like, it's just how I can like, basically with our application, it gives us a lot of information. So we're able to like, you know, move faster with like creating deliverables and stuff like that. So if you guys, if anyone's listening to this and you're interested, either do a commercial or be on the show or help out with the show, go to digitaldrag.net, just digitaldrag.net, no www needed, just digitaldrag.net. And you can apply. It doesn't matter if you've done drag for the, like next week, I think I'm having like a person who's been in drag, like it's their first time doing a drag. Actually, this week I had a first time doing drag for the first time. My friend Danica went by Dirtbag Dan. Um, they're, huge, uh, they're on Twitch, but they also did YouTube for a while. And like, we went to college together and he was like, Hey, I really wanted to do a drag kingdom for the longest time. I filmed this. Like, do you like it? And he submitted it to me and applied. And I was like, Oh, absolutely. So like, it, it's open to everybody. Like, um, someone on Instagram is like, can you put people on that haven't been on a platform? I'm like legit. Most of the cast hasn't ever had a platform period other than yeah. like Dragula, Camp Wanakiki and drag race. Like 
majority of that cast, like 80% have never had a platform before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exciting because it's also like, you know, I'm casting everybody. Like it doesn't matter if you're a drag king, non-binary. We had a burlesque performer last night. Jake Dupree mm-hmm. was fucking fierce. We've also had a uh, fine China who runs like the f- first trans uh, exclusive um, stripper night at uh, Cheetahs in Los Angeles. So like, you know, we're open to all kinds of talent. You just have to apply. And uh, for those like who are interested, basically I'm looking at like, if I don't know who you are, I'm going to pull up your Instagram. And if your Instagram, like it shows that you like are serious about drag, I'm going to be interested. And if you shows you have performance clips, that makes me know that, Oh, you can turn something out. Yeah. And I just like, I'm open to anybody just like, you know, in your pitch, just be creative and honest. Um, but yeah, in terms of being creative, like I definitely tell people, you know, if they are pre-recording, like don't just do it in front of your bathroom. Like if you're pre-recording, you're able to do something really great and different. And regardless if you have any resources or not, you know, seriously, like yeah. you have a closet of drag or if you have a wig, you can turn the fucking party regardless if you have a projector or not. The, pe- the performances that I'm kind of like leaning towards now are the ones that I'm trying to beef the show up more are comedy because comedy reads really well when you're just watching yep. on TV and, and you, you know, I love to see people do backflips and, and splits and stuff, but like, uh, I, I try to limit it, you know, like the comedy and the really like follow me around the house performance art kind of <laughs> stuff that really is kind of the easiest to watch in this uh you know in this form whether it's on your mm-hmm. tv or your or uh, your phone or whatever um which is kind of different because normally i would pack the show with people who can do backflips and splits and all that live stuff yeah. so right. it's definitely been interesting to kind of relearn my own show and uh but it, it is the most fun thing like if you like doing it it's it's fun, it's to, re- lot of fun to find the formula of your own show. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so I've have. found a lot more. Um, I don't know. Like drag for me, wasn't getting stale. I just was like, like, I don't know. Like, I was like, uh, this is the most fun I seriously have had in the past seven years of doing drag. It's yeah. like producing the show, getting to know entertainers that I would have never worked with or also casting entertainers. that I've had the pleasure of meeting and working with and, touring from being on Dragula. It's been so much fucking fun. And to me, drag's number one rule is like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not having fun, you're not doing drag right. And it, it will read. So you will read, you can see someone on stage if they're having fun. And if they are, regardless if they're suing like Hillary Duff or a dumbass song <laughs> no one fucking knows, like an alternative band that no one fucking knows, if they're having fun, the audience is going to be there with you and feel you in the moment. And that's yeah. just like, you know, if everyone's doing drag for the first time, I always give them a nice, like, make sure you have fun. It's a stupid yeah. note. You think it's like naturally like, oh, I have a wig on lashes. You have fun. But like, it's funny, like right before they head on stage, like a first time performer, they're like hyperventilating. They're like anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just have fun. Do it like you're doing it like you're in their shower. Like this is a song you listen to and you love. But just like do it like how you would in your shower. Well, That's literally, it. people are in their shower now. So, literally, literally, like, Laurel- <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, Laurel Charleston um, from mm-hmm. New York City yeah. was like, he originally was, um, they were, they're roommates with um, Juku and um, fuck. Yeah. And Astrid. They're very Juku oh. and Astrid. And um, I got a call from them like three days before, like, hey, my dad has a serious heart condition and he's by himself in upstate. I'm going to go home to upstate New York. Can I still do the show from there? I'm like, oh, absolutely. You have internet connection and computer. Yeah, you can do it. So they like set it all up and they didn't tell me what they were doing. And they had my favorite number. They did Natasha Benningfield unwritten. And they started with like a whole bunch of costume reveals and they had like a glitter backdrop. <laughs> they tore the wig in half 
One wig fit the side of the backdrop and it completely fell. The other one stuck <laughs> on top of the glitter backdrop, on the secret backdrop. And then they took us in the shower and was like <laughs> singing, staring at the great beach before you. And then taking a shower fully in the fucking, <laughs> in his shower. It was like so punk rock and awesome. And I'm like, fuck yes. This is how you do it. Like, this is, this is drag. This is a good yeah. fucking time. Yeah. It's heartening uh, to see drag surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, like before anything else, I mean, we weren't even fully under quarantine and we're all like, well, this money's freezing up, so we better figure this shit out. Right <laughs> uh-huh. That was a that was the main reason I started the show. I seriously saw all my like, you know, I had this huge event that I was like involved with for months. It was with PlayStation and Square Enix and the LA Gamer Society. And we organized a launch party for Final Fantasy VII that was supported by PlayStation and Final Fantasy. If you told my, like, gay ass at, like, eight years old that this would be a future job for me, I would have cried, okay? Mm-hmm. I could dress up as Yuna and perform at, like, the Final Fantasy. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. I, like, spent three days photoshopping a fucking flyer, very drag matinee style. I was very inspired. Um, with, like, everybody over the characters in the game. Like, I was Cloud. Britta Filter was going to be um, Barrett. I casted like my roommate Kiara in front of the Aeon. Like it was fucking fe- like I like spent I went in on Photoshop and I made that fucking fierce. We dropped the flyer and then the day after the event got canceled. Fuck. Uh-huh. I, was, I was like screaming. I was like I just labored over this and no one's gonna see this image. I'm so heartbroken and I was like talking yeah. with my roommates and I was like, what are we just gonna do? Digital drag? And then like they all kind of turned and were like, that's a good <laughs> idea. That's a good idea. But another reason I did it was because they seriously saw each and every like managers of bars, my my fellow performers from across the country and the world, like post their cash apps and Vimos like I for the foreseeable future, I'm out of work and I don't know what yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, there has to be something we can do. And I was like, oh, I think Twitch, like I've been wanting to streaming on Twitch. I've streamed a couple of times on Twitch and I think we could do this show like live on Twitch. I think it's a possibility. And like I just released the promo and then it fucking blew up. Like I had no plan, like it would blow up like way it did. And you know, it was it was a lot of fun and that's why we keep doing it. But seriously, I did it mostly because like all my friends were posting their cash up and then I was like, this is so sad. Like, yeah, these yeah. performance, like, you know, it was everybody. It wasn't just like fucking like, you know, Susie Q from down the street who hosts the Tuesday drag night show. It was like drag race people industry, posting their fucking yeah. cash up and then like them desperately making a cameo and like trying to make that work. And I was like, yeah, oh my God, there has to be something we can do. Like, you know, there has right. to be. Yeah. Um, I forget what I was going to ask you. I don't know. Wait, I'll ask you in a minute. Where um, do babies right. come from? <laughs> uh, uh, you ready to jump in? We haven't yeah, let's do it. Questions yet. Jump um, into the pool. Okay. Oh, I'll start. All right. Um, I mean, we, we have a lot of questions, obviously, uh, that people have submitted uh, about the digital drag show. Just start with, what is your favorite thing uh, so far to come out of digital drag shows? This is from Colby from Nashville. Honestly, last night... There was an entertainer named Mulan Alexander. She's a trans entertainer from Dallas, Texas. And um, she's on her way to be a Sasha Colby. And that's all I got to say. Like, that bitch fucking turns it. She took us on a tour of her house. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do it in my garage. Just maybe have a fog machine. She had, like, reveals. She would go into a door and the song would change. And she would come out with a new costume. She would dancing. Her hair was, like, 
human and like oh she fucking like i wish i recorded my reaction because it was just me fully screaming (laughs) the entire fucking time and that's what i love about the show is because like people are like you know i'll do pre-recorded like no like one of the things that makes us different is we're actually able to do it live and i'm like hey like we can make this work diva and um people get discouraged but like when performances are like that that are live i'm like this turns the party like you can do it like don't be scared like have some fun you know like drag is live that's why i like about it it's like it's that interactive element of it being like present in the moment anything can go wrong an eyelash can fall off but the performer can still slay yeah i do like the live ones uh, mm-hmm. better just because that's my energy like especially doing it on instagram live like for me is you know just the energy of the show where there's like yeah our energy is definitely something is currently going wrong. I don't know. Let's all figure it out together <laughs> and roast it. And, you know, but like, right. I do like, like I watched cat show and the entire thing was pre-recorded and it was fucking smooth. And Margaret E.A. did a, a show that was like, Oh, all, so uh, good. Mexican Queens. And it was just so smooth. That, I don't know. We, so I know what I was going to tell you. So uh, <laughs> right now I've been doing them on my Instagram and last week, Dita's music, she did this movie, oh, yeah. obviously. It set off the Instagram whatever, and they kicked us off. So I'm, like, yeah. nervous about getting kicked off of Instagram. So Trey. right now, I was talking to Trey earlier today, and I think we're going to move our whole operation to Twitch. So Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah. It is. I might be uh, knocking on your door asking for suggestions. But uh, right now, <laughs> we just – I mean, ours is probably going to be way different because, I don't know. Just no, I think like, you know, that's the thing is like everybody, like if you want to use a platform regardless oh, of yeah. what it is and make a drag show, do it. Like, you know, I don't know. The first queen that made a drag show never got like any residuals. Right. Right. She's not getting a check. You know what I mean? Like, but we all laughed at that thinking, bitch. Oh, this she's not getting a idea. check. Yeah. It's Shakespeare. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just like the oh, diva, the, the tea. I mean, yeah, facts. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> Tea, that's that, drag where's live mm-hmm. or kabuki theater you know mama the, the boys were dressing oh, up truth. and putting on the wigs and turning the party asian cultures did everything first yes that at work greece you know we never know but you know it's open to anybody and everyone wants to do drag shows online I'm like do them like yeah you know there was seven hundred thousand drag shows going on mm-hmm. uh, every, like every friday saturday night when before all this happens so there's no reason why there can't yeah. be shows that are happening now and i think like you know i we a, a show can't cast everybody because that yeah. show is just going to last like the whole week. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I try to say when I've started like the drag matinee thing. It's like, I do feel like a weird thing where it's like, I, I start out and I'm like, okay, I know a lot of people associate us heavily with Chicago, but I don't want you to think that this is like some sort of a benefit show in the way that like, I can include as many people as I want to. We are one of many shows and please, for God's sakes, if you're a creator in Chicago, start making things now. Cause there's, there's, a, a tiny handful of jobs that I can give away. Like right. for God's sakes, help me thin out this pile of people who are just going, Hey, we need to make money, you know? So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, right now I've been big on trying as much as possible. Encourage, encourage, encourage people. If you have any, inkling that you want to do this i mean just jump the fuck in there's zero is holding you back like you don't have to ask a bar you don't have to get okay yeah you don't have to schedule mm-hmm. a bar Nothing. you know that's mm-hmm. a, you don't start have to a, deal with a lot of start a venmo start yeah, a venmo yeah uh, literally you can do it and maybe two people will watch it but you'll have 10 more dollars than you have before and you do it week after week i mean you 
now is the fucking time so yep right and that's the same thing when you start a show regardless if you've been on a platform or not like i used to host this like weekly show at it's now uh, Midtown Moon. It used to be Burkhart's in Atlanta, Georgia. And like it was called Hot Mess Mondays. And I did a game show and I maybe done a number and then I hosted karaoke for like till three in the morning. And trust me, there was only like four people that first time. But by the end of it, before I got on Dragula, I had 80 people at least in there on a fucking yeah. Monday, which is yeah. like, you know, fierce. You know, that's 80 people that weren't there originally on a Monday. So, you mm-hmm. know, you build something small, you connect with your audience and that's how you go from there. You don't need to have a big name to do something. You really yeah. don't. Yeah, and it's, it's about true. retention. It's about if you get yeah. four new people every week and you retain those four people because right. when they showed up, you gave them a succinct, good show that delivered and you didn't just, you know, do whatever. Oh, well, I don't know. Let's just yeah. make it work. No, like give them a good show week after week and they'll continue to show up. I mean, it's what we found. Absolutely. Did here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Just do it, do it, do it. That's the biggest thing I have to say to people right now is fucking jump in. Make Just have stuff. fun. Yeah, yeah, do it. It's like you know, everybody needs something to watch right now, you know. Right. And that's like we have the thing, so much. Yeah, the thing with the bailout that pissed me off. I think they fixed it. I'm not. I'm tired. There's so much shit that's going on. It's hard. It's so. I, I wish there was a fucking streamlined information that we could actually get it clearly because I don't know who can apply for welfare. I don't know all that shit. And mm-hmm. I try to look it up, and it's just so confusing each and every time. But like, I, I know when the bailout originally happened, or when they were trying to do it, I was like, entertainment's not going to be included in that. But I think it is now, but I'm like, yeah. legit, like all y'all are at home watching Netflix and Hulu and all this shit and all the people that made those shows are out of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're out of work like you and you're home, home watching the entertainment. So yeah, I think, I think that, I think though that they now included that. I'm, they did. I watched AOC yeah. go live on Instagram with Megan Rapinoe and it was, or it, it was uh, number one, just the energy was, but, um, but also they ran down all of the points of that bill really nice and succinctly. I mean, I need to go watch that shit. Yeah. I, I bet it's still up. Yeah. Uh, should we hop to the next question? Yeah, it's you. Cool, cool. Um, this is from Caitlin Ryder from Green Bay, Wisconsin. How do you think digital drag will affect live drag shows once this is over? Do you think the digital shows will continue? This is a great question because we don't know what's going to happen. I have plans to keep it continuing and I have yes. ideas how I want to keep it continuing and evolve it once I'm able to access spaces and like, you know, build shit out. Um, that's definitely what I want to do. I think digital drag will continue and digital drag goes before, like I didn't invent digital drag. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Like, um, young uh, queens and drag kings across the country were doing digital shows on Instagram Live way before all of this even happens because they Mm -hmm. can't perform in clubs. So it's been going on and it will definitely continue. I think maybe people will... I, I hope what I hope is that they go back to the bars and I hope they support the bars. You know what I mean? Like I hope that continues, but maybe now you are able to incorporate some kind of content digitally in a way, regardless if it's like you guys being more amped up on filming your entertainment and like posting that to YouTube or, you know, having that on their socials, like you can incorporate it and elevate this medium and get it out there because, you know, drag is great, but it's constantly involving. And this is just another element. And I guess a toolbox to play with. Yeah. It does feel nice in a way that we have kind of, well, necessity, mother of invention, but we have had something that's come in and like, like you know supercharged us to be like all right we got to come up what is the next step yeah we can't just let it kind of slowly unfold like we have i mean right it it really does feel in the similar to me and like you know seven or eight years ago when drag race became really popular and like you started to feel okay more people are looking at me now's the time that i can start you know making more money off of this it it really does feel like times are changing like Mm -hmm. you know you better strike yeah you better do it yeah 
And it's mm-hmm. interesting that you brought up to the fact that under 21 performers have been doing this in their bedroom for ages, because this is another thing that like a bunch of friends and I were starting to talk about how hopefully this gives another platform to, to performers who are under 21 and right. might not be able to perform in drag shows. Normally they're right. getting exposed to a whole nother audience, which is super cool. Exactly. Yeah. I want to figure out a way to get more under 21 people in my shows because yeah. like the way the our structure, I mean, uh, behind the scenes is like, you know, you do crash landing and then you kind of like audition and do, you know, it's a form of audition. Which evidently I, I said last night on my stream that Nico uh, won the first crash landing. Uh-huh. No, she hosted it. <laughs> I know. And then she was actually like, oh, I made it. And I was like, I knew it was something like that. And I was like, I was so stupid. So I like corrected myself, but she, she tweeted today. She's like, do I get my winnings from winning yeah, crash landing? Yeah, she was landing? demanding <laughs> prizes on Twitter. No, she's, she's never won anything in her life. <laughs> I was like, I'll send you a pizza, bitch. <laughs> um, wait, what was I saying? Oh, like oh crash hello. And getting the young crowd in. Oh, yeah. So, like, that is kind of a, a form of auditioning, but, like, oh, my God, this cat. Can you, can you hear the yeah. cat? <laughs> He's so, just wandering around behind me listening to me talk. So, for me, I don't really have a way that I could uh, really get 21-year-olds, like, on these lives because there's not a ton that I've really seen. I mean, I've definitely seen them, but, right. uh, you know, they haven't gone through the same thing that, like, the other performers have had to where they've had to, you know, go through kind of audition processes and shows and win things and be around and stuff. So um, I definitely want to – I mean, it's my job. It's my job right. to put the best people out there. So I got to figure out a way that I can kind of – like put out my bat signal to the 21 year olds and I guess start auditioning them. I don't really know how that would work, but yeah. Yeah. I wonder I'm going to say, yeah. Right. Yeah. I guess that's what we're going to do. We have to wrap up our, um, our last cycle. So I think we might move it to Twitch. I don't know. It's just a whole operation. It's so much to think about. Yeah, Cause I don't know how long this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Are we in Nobody June? Does. And then like, yeah. and then like if when we get to June, our bar is going to be okay. Cause it can't conjugate more people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, I just hope maybe it's like one and a half more months. Like I just, I really hope that's what I hope, you know, these bars um, are going to close. Like we're not going to have bars to go to if this shit goes for too long. Like, yeah. So I, I don't know what crazy. I would do without. And it's like also the bartenders at those spaces. Like, you I know, know. Like, the, like the people that, you know, who yeah. help you out, who like you know, the managers, the producers, like it's a security staff. Everybody. everybody. It's, not just, it's not just the drag talent. It's, everybody yeah and also when you go back like how many people are going to be gone that you knew like is there your favorite security guard going to be there they're in that deadly age range that the virus really affects it's it's yeah i think we're just at the tip of the iceberg of what the ramifications of this is going to be and i'm trying to be positive but also like i always creeps back in the mind whenever i sit down and like really think about i'm like fuck you know it's such a serious crazy thing and you know i just People talk about a cultural reset. This is it. Yeah, definitely. For sure. All right. Well, um, I have a reset of my own. Our next question is... um, Jesus. Something a little lighter. This is from Fat Coochie from Portland. (laughs) Coochie. Of course it is. What was your first or worst job? Ooh. (laughs) My, My first job under the table was delivering Chinese food at a local Chinese restaurant. 
Um, my first actual like paid like legit job was Cracker Barrel. Mango Cracker, Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Oh, our favorite racist place to get biscuits and gravy. Oh my god. <laughs> when you it's worked funny. there, was it like understood the racist stuff? Did you? Because I know that it was like part of the. Because they were there's a huge lawsuit against them, and they there it is won. it was my won. location had a very diverse staff it wasn't like i don't know i was in southern virginia so i don't know if that like had to do with anything we weren't like deep south it was kind of like north and south i don't know mm-hmm. um my it was pretty diverse and our clientele is pretty diverse um but you know it was i had a good time there was a gay guy that would work there that like i didn't know he was gay and he was super hot and i was closeted looking like a knockoff justin bieber i had that haircut <laughs> and um I had a huge crush on him and I didn't know. And then he ended up marrying like my friend later down the line. I'm like, that oh my could have been my piece of ass for life. Like, what the fuck? like I should have, I should have had him in the vestibule, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> next to the high chairs, you know, but you know, whatever time changes. How long uh, did you but, work there? How many uh, stars we- did you have on your apron? Oh. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Every- I just talked to somebody about this. Oh, um, <laughs> Boris to death said that they also work for Cracker Barrel and they talk about, did you do your star exams? And I was like gagging because like I hadn't heard that term in a while. What is but this? Yeah. I'm from California. I know nothing about so Cracker Barrel. The, oh. So when Cracker Barrel, you have an apron and when you first start out, you have a no star and then you get yeah. one star and you go up to, I think, four or five. I forget. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like you get benefits, but also it's like you, it's to show like how senior of a person yeah. you are. It's to build morale within the work environment. And you take a, a test. Uh, I got up to two stars and then I just didn't work there anymore. Um, also, uh, Dolly Parton released an album at Cracker Barrel. Also, Reba McIntyre has an exclusive line of uh, rocking chairs through Cracker, Cracker, Cracker Barrel. I mean, it's going down. The album came out and like Dolly was like, I'm Dolly and she would just like talk about her album because I was like I was the host I was like in that fucking court like the the country store right there so I would always hear that shit and then I I realized I could like there was always one song that annoyed the fuck out of me if I noticed if I hold the intercom it would stop so I just like hold the intercom Not Dolly, of course. I always let her play. She was no miracle of a woman. She's that, reading stories. She's reading bedtime she stories is. now. She's she the gift that donated, we deserve. She just donated a million dollars to mm-hmm. COVID relief. Yeah, mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. is it Kenny Rogers that passed away, and she yeah. mm-hmm. that, yep. that fucked me up. Yep, that fucked me up. She's just the coolest. Ugh. Literally, uh, Dolly. Lucky, what was your what was your first job? Uh, I my first job. I didn't have. I was a, a camp counselor, but I was like a junior count. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> like a too. junior counselor. Yeah. Um, and I remember my major job cause they would assign you to different like activities. And the one that I had the first summer that I worked there officially was like on, in the vaulting ring, you know, where you like lift small children up onto the backs of horses so there's like a tired ass pony walking in a circle and you're just (laughs) lifting in the sun and you're just lifting children off and on this pony all day so like miss market what what, what was what was the what was the horse's name oh god i don't remember the horse's name was pepper because he had a gray mane and he was all gray and mottled and i was like nut brown super tan and i had crazy muscles it was great it was a good summer hot i live i was real cute i was real cute i had a job like that over the summer too when i was like 13 or something totally unqualified like (laughs) yeah it's children taking care of children 
oh it was oh yeah and then of course everyone's getting paid one dollar and you're mm-hmm. just like why are and then of course it costs so much to be a part of this camp i'm like where's this money mm-hmm. going yeah i also worked at a bakery that was my first job i started in eighth grade mr bread it was owned by a french mr. guy mr bread <laughs> yeah i worked mr. there bread. that's so funny yeah. Did you I experienced the, the bread from Mr. Bread. <laughs> I would. I had never been bred by Mr. Bread, <laughs> but it was it was the shit. Like my friends used to come visit me. Hey, I'll give you a Danish. Like um, I'll give you a Danish. I worked there till I was like eighteen, dude. Like I worked there forever, and that was like my big chunk of money that I had. Like. That was. I get how you're so sassy. You worked at a bakery. That makes you have sense. to be sassy because yeah. like old ladies and they love like a little faggot. Oh, this here, makes like, so oh, much sense. Your whole <laughs> the whole T Rex picture now is fully framed for me. This personality yeah. was born over baguettes. Yes, oh my and side mark. Side mark. Incredible. Um, all right, you got this next one. Uh, yes, I do. Um, oh. From Annie Rection from Copenhagen. Oh, Copenhagen. <laughs> Come on, Copenhagen. Copenhagen. What is the worst and best advice you've ever gotten from another performer? Oh, my God. I like worst. I know. I'm okay. like thinking thinking back through a lot of the drama. Worst thing. We, we, when I first started at, well, um, at a show that I work at, so there... <laughs> Someone was in charge of a show and I like kind of low key came to them and was like, why are you putting so many horrible people in the show? And their honest, honest answer, not even joking, was the worse they are, the better we look. And yeah. I mean, mind you, this was like eight, nine years ago. They're like, I'm not having people outshine me. And I was like, the honesty and the audacity of that answer just total neglect of what anyone in the audience actually wants to see just based on your ego i thought was the wildest concept like oh my god but you know what respect and none of them do drag anymore and uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i was like that is horrible advice (laughs) we stand we stand um the best advice i've gotten uh i can't think of a word i'm trying to think of worse i'll come back to my words the best piece Mm -hmm. of advice i've gotten was from charlie brown who ran shit in atlanta for a very long time charlie brown's cabaret in uh at back street it was a 24-hour club crazy that bar was crazy um in atlanta georgia and she said the day that you think you're a star you'll never be one love that yeah and right. she said it with her southern accent drinking a sweet tea and i was like you know <laughs> damn right bitch and like she just had a humbleness about her about like you know just be professional and yourself and like think about the next come up like you have to foster a new generation that's why i really admire the chicago scene because they really do that and I, it was a frustrating thing when i was in atlanta because i noticed that like there was an old generation that could foster the new scene and then there was this other period that wasn't being fostered mm-hmm. and i think it's so important because you have to water the garden otherwise you know what you're going to be the right. only tree you know like it's like right. that one performer that had that mentality and you're like no obviously you don't get what like if there's more fucking trees we have more shade and we can do whatever the fuck right yeah. yeah um I, I love I love the quote like teachers never stop learning like I yeah. think that mm-hmm. that ties into that so much too it's like mm-hmm. you sh- if you want to be the person in charge of things and you should be constantly taking things in and you're you're never done with your your journey you don't just like yeah. get it you don't get your trophy one day that says you're in charge and then you just rule over it the rest of your life because yeah. those are the people who think that's what happens and then they get run out of town <laughs> yeah everyone yeah. resents them because they're fucking entitled and rude. that's true right yeah exactly 
I still you? can't think. I feel like I've gotten almost exclusively amazing advice from other performers. Yeah, I'm um, thinking of worse. I can't think. Yeah, I mean the the thing that I always runs through my head over and over again. I forget who said this to me was just every single time you're on stage think about the one person that this performance is for and then include everybody in that. Yeah. So like yeah. you have a really specific idea of who you're performing for, even if they're not there. And then you make every single other audience member, like a, a witness yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember I, who said that. Vixen I, I, told me to dip the tip of my brush in my, uh, I, in my weave bond rather than glooping it all over my lashes. That was a good tip. That was a good tip. <laughs> Come on, Vixen. Uh-huh. She knew I was, she was like, what are you doing? I think I do a version of that find one person thing where I like find a a kind of a neutral in the audience and see if I can break them with a laugh (laughs) or find a find someone that you don't totally recognize or someone that you know, kind of that it like you like you kind of make it your job to crack that person or me at least with jokes whatever uh or 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 you see someone who's kind of like standing in the back and they're like partially engaged and i'm like by the end of the show i want you tipping and clapping like you know you you kind of set like a small goal and it like ripples i guess you're like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get you eventually if if i get if and and i don't look at them i keep them in the corner of my eye and i just like i don't know it it helps me as like Mm -hmm. maybe to have something tiny to focus on because i'm nuts but I don't know. It's always been my, I like to have like a tiny little goal and it just helps me gauge the, how the temperature is going in the rest of the room. So I feel that I thought of the worst piece of advice that I've ever gotten. <laughs> Somebody turned to me at a competition and I was like stressed about my wig line blending and they were just like, don't worry about your wig line. Nobody looks at that anyway. Nope. And now nope. we're all, and now we're all, I know your face and now we're all doing, you know, we're like three inches from the camera, lip syncing our hearts out, right. and everybody's looking at our wig line. And then there's Meatball like this. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Tiger King number. I was like, oh. Diva. <laughs> oh, there man. Was, there was this girl who never did her or never knew her words. And I was always like, Girl, when are you going to learn these words? She's like, Girl, that's why I dance so fast. No one can notice. And I was like, Oh, you no. Are very wrong. That is oh, not no. how that works. <laughs> we can look at no. more than two things or we can look at more than one thing at once no I, I don't i can't think of a worse piece of advice i'd always get in atlanta they just read you they just like read me they would like read the fuck like girl why don't you suck it in mary why the fuck are your nails girl like why is your bangs fuck brush the wig your hair is terrible and you know really it was like really rude and like bitchy very sorority very sorority and when i got to dragula all those voices would just be in my head whenever i like went to state i'm like okay what can i fix what can i do and i kind of like i'm thankful for all those reads in the long run even though it made me feel like shit in the time because i was able to be like okay how can i judge this up as much as i can because this is on camera and this is going to last forever essentially you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in a bar you do it in a bar you might get a good video on an iphone but if you do it for your camera especially if you're on film or tv or whatever that's forever you can't go back yeah. and photoshop that hairline you can't it's go like back 4k and hd yeah it's like you can't do shit you know what i mean yeah and i don't know it helped me in the long run but I'd say the tone could have been nicer. Like, hey, Diva, why don't you right. brush your hair? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. This cat. Yeah. I know. It's right there. It's, what's this, what's up, Thomas Edison? Him, I'm sorry to all of, all of these viewers slash listeners Aww. who are hearing the meowing. He's really sweet. He just so wanted fluffy. to be up where I was. So white. She's so pretty. I know. He's gorge. It's like a albino Siamese. I'll post pictures later, friends. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Nobody yeah, can see this. Shot of this. Yeah. yeah. 
Thomas um, Edison. Wait, I'm going to take it. <laughs> wait, everyone say cheese. Oh my God, his butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Um, okay, uh, I have the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Rachel from Cleveland. It says, uh, thanks for the digital drag shows. You've helped me find new favorite local drag performers from all over the world. What has oh. been the hardest part of managing the drag queens worldwide? What's the oh, hardest part yeah. of managing it? Logistics. Um, logistics is just like trying to communicate the best I can. I'm very type B and during this crazy time, I've really had to like sharpen that type A side of me that I mm-hmm. fucking don't have innately. Like I'm jealous of people who like wake up and like want to answer email. Like that's like the last thing I, <laughs> I don't understand do. those people. I'm is like, that I type can't. A or is that just workaholic? I don't, I'm a workaholic though. Like I'm always working. It's just like, there's little things that I'm like, mm. like, you know, if it was always like reading comprehension in school, I'm like, I'm not fucking reading that. Cause you told mm-hmm. me I had to read it. You know what I mean? That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. but I've, over the time i've gotten a lot better with it um i think the hardest thing about it is you know uh, i can't cast everybody and like i have so many people now applying and it's like the hardest thing is like i, I feel bad for that one person who like submitted and thinks they're going to get on and they don't get on you know I, like i don't like making anyone feel bad or sad but another thing that has been hard is like trying to navigate what's allowed on twitch right um because the first show i had to cut away from a performer specifically because you know i was getting messages from twitch themselves being like you gotta they can't like i told people they can't wear certain things and they were wearing certain things i was like if one person wears it the stream goes down and i'm like i can't afford that right now <laughs> like alaska's about to go on i can't do this so like yeah. i had i had nikki just back and we did redemption but it's also like you know it, it's a new thing on the platform they haven't had drag they've had drag streamers before like deer and the stream queens have done like amazing stuff before if you guys want to get involved with streaming on twitch i definitely hit up the stream queens and deer that's d-e-r-e or whatever deer um D-E-R-E, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Her mug is fucking sickening. She's worked for Mac, and she's based in San Francisco. But she um, she runs that stuff. But there hasn't been, like, an actual drag show. So, you know, they, they want queer content on the website. They have queers that work for the company, and they're really great and super helpful. But, you know, this is, like, a new thing for them, and it's something they've wanted on the website. So now, like, you know, th- that it's there, they have to na- navigate this middle ground because basically yeah. in Twitch's infancy, it was being abused by you know not cam girls but girls would just get on there in a bra and panty and be like i'm playing mario kart and like Mm -hmm. not really playing the game and just kind of like moving their tits towards the camera so they have like certain rules in place so that it wasn't abused like that because basically twitch is like what twitch is to what live content is to what youtube is to pre-recorded content Mm mm-hmm and that's how I look at the platform. Like, although there's a lot of gaming on the website, on the show, like there's people who do talk shows on there. Like it's a, it's a huge like platform. You can do whatever the fuck you want on it. If you want to do live content. Huh. Huh. <laughs> no, you answered it. Um, all right. You get the next one. Yeah. Yeah. This is from Nathan from Chicago, bitch. I can relate to your military family upbringing as my dad was in the national guard for over 20 years. Okay. Do you feel like this upbringing influenced any part of who you are today? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm very grateful to have the relationship I have with my father now. He's like, we've had a, our relationship. Like, he's texted me after every show, like, I love the show, son. It was so good. And, you know, and, like, he came around really when I was on Dragula and was like, when can I buy your merch? Like, I think you should win. Aww. And he was like, really sweet. We had a rough patch right before I started filming that, but like, we've come around and it's been so, so I'm very blessed. Not everyone has that. And I totally get that. And, 
I'm very thankful to have that relationship. I'm very blessed to have it. Um, it helps me a lot in the sense of being a military brat. I don't know about being the National Guard, but with the Navy, like we moved every year, if not twice in a year, if not three times in a year, if not every yeah. two years. So I learned very quickly if I was, I, I like I hated eating lunch by myself. I hate eating meals by myself. It's like my least favorite thing. I hate eating by myself. I can't stand it. Um, cause I think it's a social thing and I like talking. So like I, I, I noticed if I didn't go up to somebody, introduce myself and say, hi, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make friends mm-hmm. because I moved around so much. Like I was able to kind of like, if something bad happened to me or someone bullied me for some shit, they wouldn't know that at the new school. So I had that right. opportunity to kind of like re not reinvent myself, but like, you know, like a not fresh have start. so much. Yeah. A fresh start. Um, which was really great. Uh, so I think that really helped me in terms of being like social and being able to interact with people and not be afraid to introduce myself or try new shit. Like, you know, I, I, we, either you sat alone and you were miserable or you could jump in the pool and have some fucking fun and it's gotten better with time. You know, I didn't learn that skill naturally as the skill you mm-hmm. learn over time. Um, but yeah, that definitely really helped me become the person I am today. That's a great training for drag, yeah, <laughs> for hosting exactly. especially. Man. <laughs> yes. Because yes. my mom would always host, yeah, my mom would always host like military functions, like, you know, like when people got back from deployment or whatever. And she like was just the life of the party. And it really affected my character because I would, or why I fell in love with, I guess, storytelling. That's why my major was performing arts was because like during like my dad was deployed or all the family was deployed, we'd be living on base and they'd host these block parties each and every fucking week. And like they would all sit around and they would order like, you know, a huge pizza from Pizza Hut and everyone have a good time. And the the wives would drink a shitty Arbor Mist wine and smoke cigarettes. And they'd be like like, shooting shit. Well, I would like stop playing with the kids eventually and go sit down. And if I stayed completely still and silent, the wives would figure I was there. And they would start telling stories about like how they met their husbands when they lost their virginity, like what happened to that bitch who stole her fucking earrings last week. Like it was just (laughs) all these crazy stories about what happened and they would share them. And I like, I sat on the edge of my seat. Like, like I loved hearing people's stories and like where they come from and like why they do things and like their backgrounds and their upbringing. That's like what I, like I lived for. And, um, my mom especially was really great at that. And I always credit, I just shared another clip. It was like kind of somewhat viral when I was at Boston. She saw me for drag for the first time and we performed Pour Some Sugar on Me and she poured like a beer on herself and did a cartwheel. It was like so <laughs> wild. Um, but I always say that my mom, Kim Deal, is the original bitch pudding, like straight Aww. up. She's the OG bitch pudding. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I think, yeah. She made her a username on Twitch, OG bitch pudding. <laughs> mom oh my god my mom is mamaka rex on there i live yeah yeah, Hi, yeah mom I, definitely, rex. I definitely look back at like all my mom's friends like i was not i was an only child and i was always really bad at connecting with the other kids but if we were at like a social gathering i would immediately go to like the adult females like that was mm-hmm. where i knew to go because they would kind of you know, baby me and kind of take me under their wing, but I also would not have to engage with the other kids. But I was also genuinely like curious. Like I wanted to hold my body the way they held themselves. Like I wanted to to act how they acted. I remember kind of like looking at myself in the mirror and like holding my hands a certain way and like trying to kind of emulate like Veronica or, you know, Karen. And, 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 and it's just really funny. Like, I, I don't know it. 
it, I don't think it was really like a, I don't know. I think it was also because I was raised by my mom and mm-hmm. uh, I just, yeah. that was my only understanding of like, this is where I get actual human interaction. Cause the other kids, I don't know where to enter that conversation with them. Like, I don't know how to say, Hey guys, what's, you know, I don't know how to start conversations with them, but I know how to go to my mom's friends and, and say something sassy and like be a gay little kid. And they're like, Oh my God, do you see this little kid? How cute is he? And I knew how to work that. Like, yeah, I did it with my preschool teachers. Like my preschool teachers used to take me like separately. There was like a horse farm next to our preschool and my mom was like, yeah, you were the only one who was allowed to do that because you just like connected with the adults before anyone because I refused to talk to the other kids. And I don't know. I just like, I don't know. I, yeah, I think that's like a lot of my personal understanding of like how to connect to people. Definitely. What I'm hearing from this is you were a horse girl from a very young age. I was not a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> but respect to the horses, respect to the horses. <laughs> Oh my God. You got this next question. And this um, is our yeah. second to last question. <gasps> and then I our, know. and then I our didn't make up one. a story from earlier. I'll see if it comes up organically. If not, I'll tell you about the worst part about being in this quarantine at the end. So I don't know if that's a question coming up, but I God have bless. a story for you guys. I promise. Okay. So continue. I mean, do you want to tell us now? Uh, no, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> um, this is our second to last one. And then okay. our last one, we are going to save for our uh, Patreon. So this is from Jad from Kalamazoo to the bag. Uh, what is the furthest outside your comfort zone that drag has ever pushed you? <sighs> Would you say Dragula? Um, Would you say uh, getting yelled at in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> or is it this now? Is this yeah, it? Yeah, right. <laughs> are we there? Uh, no. Outside of my comfort zone, I did this number. So uh, drag got me out of my comfort zone in a way, because when I first started realizing, like I didn't realize this maybe why I was gay, but like a first indication when people ask like, when did you know? And I was like, well, this is kind of pointing me in that direction. Like I didn't mind if a girl would undress in front of me. I didn't think that was weird. But when a dude was like, especially in gym class, I felt weird and felt like that was improper. So I'd always go into the bathroom because I felt like, and then later looking at that, I was like, Oh, like <laughs> that's like an intimate thing. You know, I feel like seeing someone naked or someone nude is like yeah. an intimate thing. And I have respect for that. But I didn't realize that when my like little, you know, tween brain was doing that. I just was like, I'm fat and ugly. I don't want to do this. Like, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think drag, like I am so body positive, like regardless of like how skinny or bigger I've been. And I've been really like, you know, I, I did this one number in Atlanta and it was for this icon party who Barry Brandon runs. I don't know if you, mm. you know Barry. I think he's in Chicago. Yeah. Um, he did a Beyonce one and booked me for it. And I was like, okay. And Atlanta is like, oh my God, like there's so much people of color with talent. And like, oh my God. Like, what, the, what do you want the little white girl to do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was uh-huh. like, what am I going to do with Beyonce? You know what I mean? And he was like, just, you know, I trust you. And I was like, okay. So I did Pretty Hurts and I started out in like beautiful drag. And I completely got down to completely almost naked. I had a tuck on, but I was naked on stage. Tuck on. I I, like that was it. Like Mm -hmm. I took everything off and I was on a stage like in front of like 400 people and I like removed my makeup. And I feel like that is maybe like what got me. Cause I, if you had told my little tween butt that I would ever be naked around other people like that and exposing myself for stage, I would have spat in your face and be like, you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of getting out of my comfort zone, I think that <sighs> Dragula did, but 
Dragula did in a lot of ways, but also Atlanta prepped me for those situations where I knew like it was going to be really, really tense. And um, I, I think the most uncomfortable I felt was when Abora attacked me that first episode because I was like, I know we're friends and there's a camera right here and the story you're telling is a combination of eight different events that happened and you made it seem like it was this one epic night but that's not the case but you look cooler than me right now so everyone's gonna believe everything that you say and it was like such as this like kind of tightrope to walk so i was like you know i agree with you and i'm not mad at you obviously there's something we need to work out but that was probably the most uncomfortable thing i've probably ever ever been through Mm -hmm. because it was producers like they didn't know there was drama between us and they sat there like, like what? this is fucking gold. Like, like this is yeah. so good. They're counting and, their money in the corner. And it was a challenge that I wasn't excited. Like the Cinebite challenge was not something I was like really excited about. And then I was told also my concept could be done on TV. So I was like, oh fuck. And then I was Why? What was it? Um, I wanted to, I kind of redid this for my Shrek number. Did we talk about my Shrek number? <laughs> oh no, but we got plenty of questions. I was going to ask at some point. Yeah. Okay. So my Cinebite, <laughs> my Cinebite is an extension of it because basically my my Cinnabite, I was kind of come out as, you know, those rubber doll girls who have the rubber doll mask, like those old yeah. men that love to dress up as like dolls and live as dolls. Mm-hmm. I was going to have that mask and reveal it and be like fucking gross and like, cause bitch is sexual. So I was going to have her like warded out and like general herpes, syphilis, all that shit. And my hands were going to be fucking gross. And then I was going to go turn around and I, I bought detox's dress worth the ass out. Cause I messaged mm-hmm. her like, where'd you get this dress? And she sent me a link and I was like, got you. So I had the ass out in the dress and I, was going to have a prosthetic made where it was my butt, but I was going to actually reach in and pull out my colon and turn it around and slap it on stage. And they were like, we love that, but we can't film that. I was like, okay, diva. And then I had to change my concept and change my concept again in the middle of the night. So I just was glad I was safe that week because I was like, I just don't want to go home first. Like, that's what everyone does. They don't want to go home first, period. Um, With the Shrek number, I kind of build upon that gag of, having the colon pulled out of my ass. Cause like that's how the number starts is like me coming out as Fiona and then Shrek comes out, he undoes me. Then he fists me for a bit. And then the third time he pulls my colon out of my ass oh my and God. then, and then I jump rope with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put the Shrek mask on and I turn into like Shrek Fiona and then we go out to smash mouth and it's a beautiful night. Was it you that did? <laughs> The Smash Mouth night with like yeah. everyone. It was to- crash landing. Yeah. Oh, oh my it was god! Epic, epic, <laughs> epic. Genius. The genius behind that was so fucking fierce. What, what was live. what was your response to the Shrek number on the like live? Like, what was the audience? Like, what was the roller coaster of emotion going on there? Well, it was weird because we first started doing it. We first started with I think like like countries where Dragula had not aired yet, but you could like pirate it in weird ways. So, so they like the mean green really know what they got. Oh, into. they were like, bitch putting winter Dragula. So like half of them were like singing out of the language. Like, I don't know what the fuck this bitch is. And then like, I'd get out there and they were like, Oh my God. Like I remember, I remember the first night there was this like grandparents next to this mom, like this little girl. <laughs> and I came out as Fiona and I look fucking beautiful. Like Anthony Kenny made the gown. Like I look, completely like fiona like it's like movie realness like i could be in like universal studios walking around waving to the children as fiona mm-hmm. and the dress is stunning whatever and then i take it off and everyone's like oh yeah and the grandma has this smile on you know like she is just happy she's living this whole fantasy and then i get shrek comes over and starts fisting me and she goes <laughs> like she's losing the grandmother is like completely losing her shit and it was just fun watching people's face like 
go from like happiness to like, oh my God, no. Wait, so there was a granddaughter with them? Yeah. So the granddaughter How old was, was the like, kid. The kid was like 18, maybe. Like it oh, wasn't okay. like a huge difference. It was like, oh, grandma, I'm going to go see a dragon. Oh, that sounds great. I'll go with you. It was kind of felt like that kind of vibes. It wasn't like a seven year old. Okay. I was um, very nervous. It was like a grandmother <laughs> taking her kid to like meet Santa kind of. Well, vibe. you know, if you're going to show a Sharon Needles in Alaska, you have to expect right. Yeah, you some sort of know of what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Or Bitch Pudding, who's on the center of the fucking po- You have to understand, like, oh, grandma, we're going to go see Bitch Pudding. You have to expect right. some kind of like. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pass out candy, you know? <laughs> well, you kind of did. I did. I gave people a little taste. You know, your whole candy. Yeah. Um, a little taste, a little nibble. All right. Uh, well, we are going to jump into our final question, uh, which, uh, well, we're going to do that on Patreon, but I'm going to ask it here. It is uh, from uh, Miraz from Chicago. It says, do you believe in aliens? Okay. Um, all right. Where can people find you online uh, and uh, what's coming up? I mean, I guess we know. Oh, but. first I want to say what was the worst part. Like what? Okay. I have a question for you guys. What's oh, the yeah. worst part about being in quarantine? Like what's the worst thing that's happened that you've been like, wow, diva outside of COVID, like outside of all that shit, what's happened. That's been like, wow, this is some shit. I'm horny. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It's the worst. Wildly I horny. feel like I literally feel like if somebody touched me right now, it would just burn. Yeah. I would just right. nut all over the world. Oh, period. So that pertains <laughs> to my answer. So I've been waiting to have like, you know, I've had phone sex before. You know, it's it's not ideal, but it's something that like, you know, we do like, you know, whatever. If it happens organically, if I'm talking to a guy that's long distance, like whatever, you know, I travel and I might meet a guy. I'm like, oh, let's have some fun. So I was like fiending. I reached out to several people, kind of pinging like, like, how are you? And I'm like, great. I'm like really horny. And then they just like not respond. I'm like, got it. Cool. Sorry I'm being that bitch, but like I got oats to file. Like I need some something in my life. Okay. I'm doing the show every week. It is stressful. I need to release some stress. All right. And I call up, I hit up this guy and he finally responds. I have not seriously talked to him in maybe like five years, but he's super hot from Virginia Beach. We start talking. And um, he's like, take, like, I, I start, un- like, we start undressing and I take off my shirt and he just says, wow, you've gained a fuck ton of weight. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Fucker. And I already have a hard on. That? I already have a hard on. I'm like, all right, let's just get this done. Like, but I was like, Ew, I literally was like, that? I was I just seriously was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't wait for COVID to be over. <laughs> Can this be Damn. over already? <sighs> but that was well, like, uh, that to me is the worst thing that's happened outside of all the seriousness that's like the worst thing has happened to me during this fucking crazy quarantine shit that's really terrible well you know it's all about lighting you know you just gotta pull it down <laughs> you gotta put the the ring lights gotta be kind I'm of not, far away I gotta hold the phone and please myself at the same time I'm not gonna fucking duct tape you to the wall Mary to have it no <laughs> Eva, I'm not going through all of that I gotta set up for my stream you know what I mean I'm not calling you on my computer Isis is gonna be watching that shit no like Diva can't you know what I mean <laughs> Can't. The Russians. Can't. Russians. <laughs> um, all right. Where can people find you and uh, what's coming up? Oh, yeah. You can find me at uh, Bitch Pudding. That's B-I-Q-T-C-H-P-U-D-D-I-N on all social media platforms. I, I'm, now, I'm that person. You can find me. And then also uh, each and every week uh, for 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm hosting digital drag throughout quarantine over on Twitch. If you guys want to join in, it's twitch.tv slash bitch pudding, B-I-Q-T-C-H-P-U-D-D-I-N. And if you are across the pond listening to this, because I know you got tea in the bag across the pond, 
on nobody. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So what we're doing from now on, because I know you guys are frustrated with the audio getting removed, and that's something that we can't control. But I'm leaving the uh, stream up for two days, and if you watch it, like if you can't watch it Friday night, watch it Saturday morning, and you should be able to experience the stream without any problems. Right. Yeah, that's cool. But after Monday, I'm removing it, and then the kids that perform can post their performances on social media. So. Yeah, and if you guys want to support drag, go support shows. There's sh several shows happening right now. If you can go watch or share it, doesn't mean you don't have to donate. You know, watching and support is just as much as supporting. You don't yeah. have to tip every performer. Just share the link. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Super cool. Share the link. Share the link. That's yeah. very helpful. Share that tea, mama. Yeah, that is seriously the biggest thing. Like, I, I even if people can't tip, like, yeah, post my poster, show my stuff. Like, that is very helpful right now. I mean, just get the right. Yeah, just like, get the viewers out. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, like yes, friend. <laughs> where can they find you? Oh, where can they find me? You, you usually go next. I'm like, I know. hi. Well, I just you was, know, we're trying new things. <laughs> I was spacing out. I was looking at clouds. I don't Sorry. know. <laughs> I'm like, lucky.stiff on Instagram. I'm luckystiff2. That's the number two on Twitter. Um, I'm doing all sorts of things. I'm posting everything in my story. Um, yeah, that's what's up right now. Is your show, what's the T on that? Just in limbo? It's in limbo. Oh, the show that I directed? Yeah, I could talk yeah. about 100 Days is, um, so we were supposed to have our press opening on Friday the 13th, which is when uh, Trump declared a state of emergency. Ominous. Uh, yeah, Ominous. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, I knew it was going to be bad. I just didn't yeah. know how bad. <laughs> um, and so uh, right now, literally, the obviously the theater doesn't have, the Chopin Theater doesn't have anything in there. There were things scheduled to begin, but the more we learn, the more things get canceled. Yeah. So right now it's just like a ghost town. Our set is in there like a little, it's like a mausoleum or like, you know, the inside of a pyramid or something, but it's sitting there gathering dust um, and waiting to see what's going to happen. If we make it through past when everything got canceled, we might just literally reopen and stay in there, or we might have to at some point strike everything and then figure out a time when it's going to come back. But the well, theater has told us, theater. the theater has told us that they will produce it next year whenever they're able to. Nice. So spheres. Yeah. It's really cool. They've been really supportive this whole time. Okay. Cause I worked really hard. It, you know, it's like three yeah, and a half I months of hard work. Um, all right. I am, uh, I'm, yeah, that breaks my heart and that pisses me off. Um, yeah, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But good for Chopin for like, yeah. you know, making sure shit gets done. Uh, I am T-Rex in Chicago. You can find me on, uh, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. Um, I am right now I'm doing viewing parties on my own Instagram. I might move it to Twitch. I don't know. Let's do something different. I don't know. I'm kind of getting over like doing the Instagram lives. I don't like them and I think they clog up the feed and I'm mm -hmm. getting on my nerves. Uh, hopefully we're going to move, uh, drag matinee over to Twitch and that should be happening very soon so by the time you listen to this maybe there will be information or maybe i've slept for the next two days and nothing has happened <laughs> have quarantine apocalypse goes. rules yeah ap apocalypse rules um uh yeah and you can find me right now uh drag matinee is doing shows every saturday at uh central standard time uh so yeah uh new people every show uh yeah i think that's all it is all right there's that it yeah yeah well yeah i just want to give you guys a hug and um yeah uh can't wait to do a berlin bomb with you guys in oh Chicago. yeah i never thought i would them. miss those things as much as i'm missing them damn well I'm i tasted that coming back and doing it with you guys for yeah. thinking about her for i sure. feel like pure shit <laughs> <laughs> think about her yeah um all right if you're still listening 
<laughs> please. No, that was shitty. Okay. Uh, all right. So please join us over on uh, our uh, Patreon and we will have our final question. Thank you guys for listening. A big thank you to our friends at Roscoe's Tavern, Chicago's leader in nightlife and entertainment for over 30 years. Follow them today at Roscoe's Tavern on Instagram. Also, they are now serving food. I suggest the chicken tenders. I find them to be lovely. Shame your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea. (laughs) 